What in the world does that have to do with the message? Hopefully you'll see in a moment. Second Corinthians 4, I'd like to start at verse 8. With Paul's writings, you're always interrupting his thoughts. And I want to set some context for what we're going to be talking about today. Second Corinthians 4, Paul's second letter to a church in Corinth of Greece. We are hard-pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Always carrying about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. For we who live are always delivered to death for Jesus' sake, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. So then, death is working in us, but life in you. The Christian life is about abandoning the self-centered life. And picking up your cross, yes, at the foot of that glorious cross where we meet the Savior, is a cross of our own to carry. It's called God's will. And his will is that we not live for our own will any longer, but that we live for God's will, which results in the blessing of people beyond your own household, beyond your own doorstep. And sometimes it includes blessing people within your own home. Verse 13, and since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believed and therefore I spoke, we also believe and therefore speak. So we don't just speak things we don't believe, but we believe first, then we speak, then comes the doing, of course. Knowing that he who raised up the Lord Jesus will also raise us up with Jesus and will present us with you. So the Father raised up his Son after dying on the cross, and the Father raises us up as we pursue his will. If his will should lead to our death, it definitely leads to death of self, but if it leads to our being killed, he will resurrect us one day. Verse 15, for all things are for your sakes. It's no longer for Paul's sake. It's for your sakes. That grace, having spread through the many, may cause thanksgiving to abound to the glory of God. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Our light involves us giving our life. I saw one of our bulbs just suddenly come on, and it reminded me of the fact these light bulbs have a lifespan. And... In spending their life, through the, they don't have a choice, of course, but in spending their life, we are receiving light till the day each one of them burns out. So till the day we burn out physically, we are to shine our light for the Lord, which involves giving our life for him as he enables us and makes his will clear. Therefore, verse 16, we do not lose heart, even though... Our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. As you spend your life and are spent for the will of God, you'll get wore out, you'll get tired. But there's the grace of God that comes to renew us. 
And it's my desire that every time we meet together, that there's a renewal that happens as we encounter the presence of God and as we receive encouragement from one another. There's a renewing that happens so we can go out and shine some more. Amen? For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, verse 17, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Chapter 5, he didn't stop and create a new chapter. It's just put there so you can find it quicker. For we know that if our earthly house, this tent, our physical body, is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. Who's looking forward to your glorified body one day? For in this we groan. Who groans more now than others? Sometimes I get out of a chair. I feel like, like, wait a minute, I'm not old enough to do that. Earnestly desiring to be clothed with our habitation, which is from heaven. If indeed, having been clothed, we shall not be found naked. For we who are in this tent, that is these earthly bodies, groan, being burdened. Not because we want to be enclosed, but further clothed, that mortality may be swallowed up by life. Now, he who has prepared us for this very thing is God, who also has given us the Spirit as a guarantee. So as you get older and more aches and pains and more opportunity to be spent on behalf of others, it can hurt. Your heart can get hurt. By helping people that may not appreciate it at the time or even later. But we have the Holy Spirit as a guarantee that it's worth it. You're going to die anyway, so may as well die for something important. Amen? Welcome to our new series, Mantras. A few months back, we gave kind of a sample called It Is What It Is. The last time I spoke, we spoke on Let Your Conscience Be Your Guide, and we officially opened this series with a statement, God wants me to be happy. A few months ago, I did a survey from friends and distant friends and family and distant relatives and believers and unbelievers, churched and unchurched people, and compiled a list of the top 12 statements that you are hearing said at work, at home, in the marketplace, at school, at church, the top 12 statements that are said with the intent of either imparting wisdom or bringing value to a situation or encouragement or giving some type of meaning to life's struggles. And so today we are going to be talking about the statement, this too shall pass. Can you tell your neighbor that? If you're hungry and your stomach is growling, you can't take it, be comforted. This sermon will pass eventually. If you're taking a test at school, one day the test is going to pass. Hopefully you pass. This too will pass. Mike Ditka coached the Chicago Bears for several years and won some championships. But in 92, when he was fired, tearfully, he said these words, The scriptures tell us this shall pass. This too shall pass. 
He stated that statement because in stating it, he was comforting himself that, yeah, it's painful now, but I'm going to get over it and we'll get behind us. But let's stop for a minute. The Scriptures don't say that. The Scriptures do not say, this too shall pass. They do say it came to pass, but that has nothing to do with this too shall pass. When the Scriptures say it came to pass, it could also be translated eventually. So this too shall pass is a secular statement that often brings comfort to people. Hillensteiner Rice wrote a poem entitled that. The funny music video we watched was by a group called OK Go, and their song was entitled This Too Shall Pass. Yolanda Adams sings a fabulous song comforting people that are in mourning. This too shall pass. And if you often say this, be careful how you say it because it can come off as a cheap bumper sticker as a way of shrugging off people who are in pain. This too shall pass. They don't need to hear that. They don't want to hear that. They know that's true. There needs to be a time to mourn with those who mourn. Amen? And a time to rejoice with those who rejoice. Along the thought of mantras... Juana Brookshire sent me this poem of opposing sayings. We know these things are not biblical because they contradict each other. Listen to this. Actions speak louder than words. Who's heard that? The pen is mightier than the sword. Look before you leap. He who hesitates is lost. Many hands make light work. Too many cooks spoil the broth. A silent man is a wise one. A man without words is a man without thoughts. Beware of Greeks bearing gifts. Don't look a gift horse in the mouth. Clothes make the man. Don't judge a book by its cover. Somebody this morning told me, if you can't be sharp, at least look sharp. Nothing ventured, nothing gained. Better safe than sorry. The bigger, the better. The best things in life come in small packages. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. Out of sight, out of mind. What will be, will be. Life is what you make it. Cross your bridges when you come to them. To be forewarned is to be forearmed. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. One man's meat is another man's poison. One man's junk is another man's treasure. The more, the merrier. Two's company and three's a crowd. What goes around comes around. Garbage in, garbage out. Keep your chin up. Keep your head down. The early bird gets the worm. The early worm gets eaten. Don't let the past determine your future. You were born this way. History repeats itself. This too shall pass. The danger of allowing this statement, this too shall pass, to be a governing principle in your life, you'll find yourself saying it in inappropriate times, and you'll find yourself doing the same things over and over. History that's not learned from repeats itself. So sure, it can pass, but if you've got an addiction, it can repeat itself. 
If you've got a problem, take it seriously. Don't just have a lackadaisical approach to life. Well, this eventually will go away. Do something. Get some help somewhere. This too shall pass. While it's not in the Bible, it does come from history. Hundreds of years ago, a Persian poet, Atar of Nishapur, wrote a fable about a king who asked his wisest men to build him a ring or create him a ring that would make him happy when he was sad. I want a ring, and when I put it on, I want it to make me happy if I'm sad. So after working together, these sharp guys made a ring with these words engraved in the Persian language, could have been Farsi, quote, this too will pass, unquote. This ring made the king happy when he was sad. But to his disappointment and that of those who made it, it made him sad when he was happy. This too will pass. On September 30th, 1859, Abraham Lincoln, who liked this statement, told a similar story in a speech he gave before the Wisconsin State Agricultural Society in Milwaukee. And in that speech... He said, it is said an Eastern monarch once charged his wise men to invent a sentence to be ever in view and which should be true and appropriate in all times and situations. They presented him with the words, and this too shall pass away. How much it expresses, how chastening in the hour of pride, how consoling in the depths of of affliction. It is an amazing statement. This too shall pass. But it cannot be your life's mantra. It cannot be your compass, your guiding principle. While it is true at some points in life, and we'll talk about that, other points in the Christian life, it is very untrue. It's a lie. So first of all, let's look at how it is true. In light of eternity, our lives are short. It's true. This life, this body, the hair I once had is now past. Psalm 39.5, certainly every man at his best state is but vapor. Surely every man is vapor. Verse 11. Psalm 62.9, surely men of low degree are a vapor. Men of high degree are a lie. They are weighed on the scales. They are altogether lighter than vapor. Jesus' brother James wrote in chapter 4, verse 13, For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time, and then it vanishes away. It is a vapor that appears for a little time, and then vanishes away. It's just a... That's your life in light of eternity. Here's an equation. Eternity minus 10,000 years equals eternity. What is man that you are mindful of him? Eternal God. What a revelation of his love when we realize how brief our lives are, and yet he took time to come from eternity into the temporary world to the cross. This too shall pass. How is this true? Our problems as believers are not permanent. 
It may be lifelong. It can be tough. But one day it's going to pass. You've got a new body waiting. Maybe you're in a tough marriage. In heaven, you're going to be freed. This too shall pass. Second Corinthians 4, we read this earlier. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment. No matter what problems you have, it's a light affliction, the Bible calls it. And it's working for you a more eternal weight of glory. Peter wrote in his first letter, chapter 1, verse 6, In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials. For a little while. There's an old chorus we used to sing back in the church I grew up in. Just a little while to stay here. Who remembers that song? Just a little while. Problems are not permanent for believers. How is this statement untrue? It is not true about eternal things. Eternal things will not pass. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. This relationship you have with an invisible God is eternal, and it's not going to pass. This too shall pass is a lie when it comes to the eternal life that you have been given. This too shall pass is not true when speaking of God's kingdom. Daniel got a revelation about God, Daniel 7:14. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away, and his kingdom the one which shall not be destroyed. For unto us a son is given, unto us a child is born. His name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, and the increase of his government and peace. There shall be no in the reign of Christ shall not pass it exists now and is eternal this too shall pass is not true when speaking of Christ's words in Matthew 24 Mark 13 and Luke 21 he is quoted as saying heaven and earth will pass away but my words will by no means pass away This too shall pass is not true when speaking of our new bodies. We're looking forward to that. We have a building from God, 2 Corinthians 5.1, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. I don't know if there's a cloakroom up there with our bodies in it or it's in the eternal mind and plan of God to manifest them at the right time. But it's already there. It's ours. Are you glad about it? This too shall pass is not true when speaking of the guarantee that has been given to us. He who has prepared us for this very thing is God, who also has given us the Spirit as a guarantee. 2 Corinthians 5, 5. The Holy Spirit of God came into the earth, is here to convict the world of sin, to show us our need for a Savior, to show us the problem we have of separation from one another and separation from God. He's come to convict the world of righteousness, to show us that we are unrighteous, but He is, and He's got the gift of righteousness to give us, and to convict us of judgment, to show us that 
our relationship with God is important because a judgment day is coming. There's a day of reckoning coming. It's important to get in the ark of safety. It's important to reach out for the lifesaver, the, the preserver that has been extended to us through the finished work on the cross. I don't care how you became a believer, whether it was through a miracle or through one day you making the choice to follow Jesus. The Holy Spirit was at work in your life to open your eyes to show you your need for a Savior. If you're here today and you're not a believer and you live your life based on these pithy quotes, these great sayings, these cute statements, these wise proverbs, I'm challenging you today. There's more to life than to live by principles that break down. There's principles to live by that will not break down. And they'll hold you through life's toughest struggles. The Christian life doesn't mean we're the only people in the world that doesn't have problems. We do have problems. But we have guiding principles, a guiding Savior, an empowering Holy Spirit that enables us to live lives of faith in spite of opposition, a life full of hope and not the depressing, anguishing agony of despair. This is all possible because the Holy Spirit's been given to us as a guarantee of a better day coming. If you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit, it strengthens your faith. It gives you a boldness. You know that you know that you know that everything you believe in is true if it's biblical. The Holy Spirit's been given as a guarantee. This too shall pass. Applies in some things, but not always. In conclusion, our text once again says, For our outward man is perishing. Yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Now he who has prepared us for this very thing is God who also has given us the Spirit as a guarantee. Let's pray. Lord, I pray for my brothers and sisters that are being encouraged by the fact their problems will pass. Lord, I pray that you would strengthen us to the point where our life is not just a life of waiting on problems to subside, because we know every tomorrow has new issues to face. But Lord, I pray that we would be a people that Live for the sake of your kingdom, from faith to faith, from glory to glory, from mountain peak to mountain peak, from valley to valley, Lord. May we pursue your will rather than our own happiness and our own comfort. In Jesus' name, Lord, may your word be the guiding principle of our life. Help us, Lord, to mourn with those who mourn. To be honest, when we don't have answers, but to practice being present with people so that they're not alone when they need encouragement. Help us, Lord, to avoid just saying stuff because we want to fill empty air. Help us, Lord, just to say, I don't know, and waiting until we hear a word from you. And, Lord, may we speak that word with love, with boldness and clarity. In Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord, that some things in our lives do come to pass, but we recognize that life is about more than just enduring but life is about pursuing the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen.
Boston newspaper journalist is quoted as having said, history is nothing more than one damn thing after another. As believers, that is not our perspective. We move from glory to glory, from faith to faith. We live life from principle to principle, line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little. Sometimes it's three steps forward, four steps back, five steps forward, two steps back. But we are advancing forward because we are more than conquerors through Christ. Amen? And we shall not pass away. We have eternal life. Amen. God bless you. May you stand, please. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord God Almighty cause His face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the eternal God lift up His countenance upon you and give you His peace. In this temporary world, may you live based on eternal truth. In Jesus' name, amen.